You're listening to The Current Plays Podcast. Episode 8, Founders of Gloomhaven. Now please welcome our hosts, Jordan and Thomas. Hello and welcome back, Uncanny listeners. Today, Episode 8, Founders of Gloomhaven. Very exciting stuff. Can't wait to talk about it. Oh, man. Episode eight. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. I feel like on episode 10, we got to do, uh, you know, something uh, a, a bit, uh, I don't know, a look back at our 10 episode <laughs> run so far, right? <laughs> this, you know, 10's a big, 10's a big, 8's a big thing. And then once we get to 10, yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's chugging along, right? If if you've been listening this whole time, thank you so much. It's awesome. Yeah, oh, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And if if you're just joining us, welcome. This is this is us. We just <laughs> this this, is just, us. this nonsense yeah. is is all us, and we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you know, <laughs> to, to to jump right into things, absolutely. Uh, you know. Uh, so I wanted to touch on a few things uh, from last episode because uh, you know I had I had a bit more time to think, and uh, okay. So first, I'm going to jump back into Quest for El Dorado. Uh, I got to play this again with the kids. Okay, and you know I, I said statements about it being dated, feeling dated, and uh, you know wasn't like compared to something like Lost Ruins of Arnak. I I 100% choose Lost Ruins, right? Right. I'm going to say that I'm st- I, I'm still on the side of I'm always going to choose Lost Ruins, and I'm likely not going to. I wouldn't go out and buy this game for myself. To to, to um, be fair, you love Lost Ruins, Varnak. I do, I do, yeah. And and I think I think where I made the incorrect assumption about. Uh, uh, quest for uh, or the quest for El Dorado is that I, 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 I'm going back on the dated part. I, th- I think what it is for me is it's just it's a little too light for me. Okay. And, 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 I, and, I, and that's that's what really makes me prefer something like a Lost Ruins. I find Lost Ruins is a little more complex, has a little bit more stuff going on that uh, that that provides me with a uh, more complete version of a game versus versus this one uh and and at first when i you know uh, my initial thoughts on it the last last uh episode was that oh yeah it's dated and 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 uh that's the thing but you know i i, I looked online and yeah we we found out last episode yeah 2017 so it's not even it's yeah. not <laughs> it's it, it's lost ruins sure is, is is much newer but this one is not not, not old in any means. <laughs> and they got a reprint coming out, you know, next year, 2023, oh, or, yeah. you know, when, when listeners, when you guys hear this, will it, it, this, this episode is released and will be released in 2023. Right. So a new, a new printing is coming out. And I think, you know, and of course it's rated high in BGG as well. Uh, so clearly I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> for me, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, it's the the level of complexity in this game that uh, it's it's too it's too much of a light fare. I'm not ta- talking light as in uh, you know party game light, 
but just you know this this is definitely hobby game but the lighter version of you know light midweight game and those games can be great but they really got to capture me uh yeah. if if i'm gonna you know high praises for something and if i'm gonna continue to go back to it right but at the same time those are the kinds of games that you can actually get other people like your family to play with you right like I, I will never get my wife to play the games that I love. So I kind of have to settle with some of the games that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 a great, great statement right there. Uh, this this game is exactly right in that field, right? Like yeah. if I want to play with my kids, this is a game that I can get. You know, my, my eight-year-old for sure. He 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 gets the concept concepts of this game he can easily play it and do well in it okay he's not going to excel like someone who's got a gamer's mind and has been gaming for you know as long as we have and and whatnot but that that also comes with just experience right so that's that's something we've been playing games for a number of years and we've been playing a lot more complex games so like our our thought process our ability to strategize and and use tactics and whatnot it exceeds my eight-year-old's capabilities, uh, but you know, it, I I would not put it past him to beat me every once in a while in this game, um, just for the nature of it being manageable for him to play. So I think it's it's right in that uh, you, you got people that are into lighter games uh, or mid mid light games or or new to board gaming. This like this one would be a perfect one, uh, and and to to jump on the you know like i mentioned last last episode this is a reiner canizia game i just watched a video on this guy so he had a, like a short clip where he did like a short interview uh and he's done he's made i think he's published over 200 but he's made like something like 700 board games in his or wow. card and and whatnot too and it, but in his in his lifetime right and this guy is just from the video, and of course the video is going to put someone in the best light. But like, he seems like the nicest dude out there. Like, oh, yeah. he just loves what he does. He loves gaming. He loves people watching and interacting. Uh, you know, with his game and and the you know mechanics that he he developed. And he's he's you know, you see a lot of these stuff. So even even the this this uh, quest for El Dorado and and me saying that it's um you know less less complex. It still has some like decent mechanics in it. Like these these game designers, and I and I I've said this before, but it just it boggles my mind the 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 brain wavelength that these these guys and 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 girls uh you know women are are on when they when they develop these these games, right? Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I gotta but, watch some of those Jamie Stagmeyer videos that you've been talking about. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really appreciate, like when you say that someone's like super nice, right? Yeah. Um, like I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen any interviews or anything with him. But uh, Cole Worley, who from Leader Games, who did Root in that, like, yeah, there's some videos of him with just like a group of people. Presumably, they have their like a YouTube channel or something. Sure. You know, with board games but i haven't seen anything else with them but and then he's playing the game and teaching the game to these people and he just yeah he seemed like a really nice guy and it 
I don't know. It translates well. It makes you appreciate and kind of want to support them, you know? Oh, it really does. And I feel like this industry, like everything we've come up when we've gone to, you know, uh, some of the conventions or talked to some of the people in the industry, uh, it like Connor really Mc- get this McGoy. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, no. I, that, that was the other thing I was going to bring up that we, we totally butchered his name. Now, I, th- I think I've I've seen some clips now with with him in it, and he doesn't seem to like care, yeah, care or, or mind, uh, I should say. Mind, yeah, 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 mind. Uh, where he's not out there going, hey, you, 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 you know, but anyways, uh, who, who again, great guy as well. Like we met him, we talked to him, we just chat like it was great to just, you know, chat with this guy. And he yeah. was happy to just to like, you know, shoot the yeah, well you know but yeah he, he just chatted with us shoot right? the breeze so was, shoot the breeze yeah, shoot the breeze there we go uh but yeah like it was um it was uh, this industry seems like you just got a a ton of good people sure there's there's some bad eggs but every industry has that but you got a ton of good people that yeah. will sit and in, they enjoy what they do they'll include you in things they want to share the hobby with you and they want people to come into the hobby and and uh you know really get into things right so it's uh, yeah. it's really neat to see and then to to see videos of people like that and be like oh man yeah i uh what a what a, 700 games and publishing over 200 what a what a vast career that's crazy i has and yeah. uh you know i don't i i should have googled like education wise too because some of these the, the next one i'm going to talk about um some of these the, the, these people have the i, I don't know the, the the brains that you just you wouldn't I'm going to say you wouldn't expect, and I'm going to explain explain that a bit more because let's let's go into the, the, the next person I'm thinking about here. So, well, oh yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but I know you want to add. Well, something. I just just well, just going on what you said. We were at Breakout Con. We've talked about this mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto last year, uh, and that's where we met Connor McGoy. You very briefly met Eric Lang. Oh, I fist bumped Eric Lang and I haven't watched this hand since. So no, no but honestly, yeah. like I, it was like a goal of mine to just go up to, to Eric Lang and just be like, hey man, like I appreciate your stuff. You you you're a big fan. And and that was it. I just wanted to, you know, let him know yeah. that he's got fans out there, right? He knows, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to let him know. So <laughs> yeah, that was super awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but we met so many people, Daniel Kwan, um yeah. Yeah. uh <sighs> I I'm it's escaping me now, but we met so many people and they, they did panels and then they they just come up and talk to you afterwards, you know, or like, like, or you could go up and talk to them there. Everyone was super approachable, super friendly, like, and, and they they weren't people selling stuff, you know, there are people just happy to share the experience and, and share what they know. Like it, everyone was so open about, their design work their or, or, you know, publishing or whatever their specialty was. And there was no like, you know, ooh, ooh, trying to hoard secrets or, yeah. yeah, you know, it was all, anyone had a question or, you know, Oh, I'm, I have an idea about this, you know, and everyone, at least at the, the con, everyone was very open and honest about their opinion opinions about those. Now, I think they did mention something about, you know, potential, like, wh- what did they say about, like, uh, people stealing people's ideas and uh, 
they yeah. were like, it's not even really that big of a deal in this industry because it's yeah, the work that goes into <laughs> designing a board game. But I, and, and that's the thing, like ideas for board games, ideas for, you know, video, ga- video games, it, <laughs> they're, they're, they're worthless. Well, <laughs> like not, not in the sense that they're not, you know, great ideas, but they, they are, it's so easy to come up with an idea, but actually implementing it and turning it into something that, uh, uh, you know, is is going to be a board game, going to be a video game, anything like that. That takes work, yeah. right? So that yeah, one of the things that they're saying, and it's a big thing, and I've and I've heard you know Jamie Stegmeyer say this as well, is that they were like share it as much as you can, get as many people you know interested and and feedback from people and and, and getting people to test things because even if you get that one bad apple, that's like I'm going to steal this idea. There's no way that they're going to put in the actual work <laughs> to get that idea in a place where they can actually steal it from you, right? Yeah. And, and the more people you put it in front of, too, this is the other thing they were saying to it, the more, you know, this bad apple goes and says, um, hey, look, I got this game idea and I'm pushing it forward. And then somebody goes, hold up. There was someone last week showing this this exact game. You know, and they've been over in every every other chain. They've been the trade shows and whatever showing this game off. And now you're saying, you know, and then yeah. th- they get caught. It, uh, so it doesn't happen often. When it does, you know, they're they're if if you're out there often with your stuff, then you know you, it almost gives you more of a, uh, a protection from that kind of fevery or, or or whatnot, right? Yeah, it uh, seems like and- a really cool community. It, it really does, you know, and like I, I, I've, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but like I, I did a, did a small little RPG video game on, on RPG maker. Right. And, and I put, and I did a Kickstarter for it and I was nervous about like releasing details and I didn't release a lot of details. Right. But, you know, after thinking about it, like I made peanuts on the, on the, on the hour, like dollars to hours. I put something like 200 hours in this, uh, into this thing. And I made maybe like 200 bucks. So that's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about something like that, the amount of hours you have to put in to get something to a finished state, to get out there uh, as a product, you can go and then sell into the market. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> for someone to steal, no one's going to steal it so they can make a dollar an hour. Come on, you know, there's much easier ways to steal things and break the law. We don't condone that, not saying that, but there's much easier illegal ways to make money than to steal someone's, you know, uh, idea for something and then try and get it all the way through the process. Right. So it does not, it does not make sense. Right. But yeah, no, what, what, that, that, that con was great too, because it's such a, it's a, a smaller con. Um, so it's very much like when we were in the panels, there's like maybe 20, 20 people, 30 people sitting in a panel. And of course we're at the tail end of COVID. So I'm sure it was smaller, uh, than maybe past, uh, years, but, um, you know, so it wasn't huge. So like, yeah, you, you'd sit there and you're not too far off from some of these speakers who are in the industry. Right. Uh, and then. You know, one of them mentioned your, your, uh, Daniel Kwan, I think mentioned your shirt, Jordan was like, Hey, that's yeah. a really cool shirt. And he like stopped in the middle of a sentence <laughs> to, to mention 
to mention it, right? Like he pointed out at you and whatever, right? So like you you get that. And then, yeah, we saw him a few times with the con and it was like, oh yeah, you know, I was the guy with the shirt, you know, you recognize who we were. Cause we also, you know, we went to these, these uh, panels and, and some of them were, one of them was on podcasting. Right. So, and I think that specific one was on pocket. So yeah. we had questions we wanted answered. So of course we, we stand up and we, not that we stood up to ask questions, but we, you know, uh, announced our questions to the group and and got answers back from them when we, you know, wanted clar- clarification on stuff, right? Um, and that that just makes you. That's another thing. You like so then you you almost get that rapport going uh, without <laughs> too much work involved, right? Uh, you know, Connor McGoey was on. Uh, did I say that right? I, I'm, I'm never going to say it right. <laughs> uh, McGoey McGoey uh, was on. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh was i'm was probably panels, still butchering right? it but yeah yeah uh and uh you know yeah we'd ask questions and then like he he would chat there and then at his booth because he had his booth set up because you know he, he was selling some of his games at the uh, off his booth um passed there and we chatted with him there and he was happy to chat he saw us in the hall setting up a game when we were about to play you know cargo noir yeah um so we're setting that up and he comes by and goes, oh, I, you know, I love this game. This is a great game. Right. And then he chatted with us more because he recognized us from, you know, bumping into him a few times at the con. Right. So, yeah, just gets cool stuff like that you, you get into. And uh, yeah, what, what a neat industry for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, man. Everyone seems to be so kind and 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 really you feel like you're a part of a community, and which is great, too, because we it's a community that you really want people to join, right? The more gamers there are, the more cool stuff comes out and the more, you know, more people you have to, to game with. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great, great industry for sure. So what I wanted to lead into. Yeah. uh, Before I (laughs) interrupted you. No, it was a good, it was a good interruption. I'm glad we went, uh, we went on that tangent there. Or actually, we stayed with the the, yeah. the, the, the topic before <laughs> I tangented it. Uh, so the 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 um, the other guy that I've been reading about. So so there's just recent news, and by the time you hear this episode, it won't be as recent. Uh, but uh, 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 Affair Games, uh, they just released a news article about um, uh, Gloomhaven, the role playing game. Right. So this, right. This is, we're talking about, we're going to talk about founders today and how we thought of that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I've, I've lined it up. Actually, I was deciding what game we we're going to play this week. Uh, and then I was, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, I kind of want to get into some of the Gloomhaven stuff. Uh, and then this announcement came up and I was like, oh, it's a sign. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta do founders <laughs> of Gloomhaven, and then that's gonna lead lead us into Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion for my next pick in a, in a few weeks. So we'll talk about that shortly too. Um, shortly in a couple episodes. Uh, oh, that that might line up for episode ten. Uh, but anyways, it will. Um, yeah. So Cephal Affair Games uh, released this the this article or this this news thing that they were releasing. Um, uh, the Gloomhaven RPG setting. And first off, I find that super fascinating. Uh, so we've mentioned before, we we both have uh, campaigns that we're running uh, for, for D and D. Uh, and you know what? I, I haven't dabbled outside and I know, I don't think 
uh, Jordan, you really have either um, outside of the D and D system. Um, no, and and point of fact, when Gloomhaven, the original board game, came out, mm-hmm. I thought it was D and D. I thought it was like a D and D based board game, and. I actually thought that for an embarrassingly long time until you're like, no, it's a completely different universe, man. Like, it's not related <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you're not the only one, though, because it. I, I feel like the release of it, a lot of people uh, would compare it like, oh, it's D&D in a board game version. That's not it at all. Like, it's it's got, sure, it's got kind of like role-playing-esque stuff in it, I suppose, because there's a story, there's a campaign, right? Um, but it's it's not a role-playing game, right? So this this open-endedness to it, I, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Um, and, and one of the reasons, and they have a nice line in there, and I don't know the line uh, off the top of my head here, but it's somewhere along the lines that the way Cephalofair games, and there, this is the the main guy behind Cephalofair uh, games is uh, uh, Isaac uh, Childress, uh, and I'm I I think I got that right. Childress, it's a it's a anyways. <laughs> uh, so he he is um, he's not huge on randomness, right? And and Cephalofair as a as a gaming company is one of their like main goals is to mitigate kind of that that randomness thing so geek strategy games are based on strategy right so he just had an article come out about him as well which is really neat to have all these articles re- come out like videos and articles lately about all these like game designers and stuff this one came out in the new yorker and huh. and it was like a like yeah it was like a piece about isaac and you know how it, they were living in, I, th- I think, somewhere like Maine, uh, and then they recently moved back to California, where he grew up, and then it went into a bit of like they have a dog named Miley, I believe. A- anyways, but yeah, like like it did like a like a cover story of Isaac and this guy. He's he's got a PhD in physics, like so we're talking like the <laughs> these game designers. When I mentioned earlier and I said, I got to get back to them, I was like, I wouldn't expect that. I'm like, I'm not expecting my game designers to be PhDs in <laughs> doctors of, you know, physics kind of thing, right? Like that just seems massive. And I don't think it was ever his intention. I don't know. I, I Like I haven't met the guy yet uh, to, to, to get into developing board games, right? Um, but according to this article, like he saw... He saw somewhere where, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to do this and I want to, I have an idea for, for something. And, and of course that was Gloomhaven and then it exploded in popularity and, and, you know, it's number one game on BGG for you know, the last five years or so. So wow. like clearly he nailed it. Uh, and, and now, he's got those, the brains behind it as well. Right. So yeah, and I might expect, you know, like Tolkien had, Tol- Tolkien was an English professor, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. his education was in English lit, I, I believe. Uh, so he develops this amazingly rich world, taking pieces from folklore and whatever and developing all this history, all these races, you know, 
Yeah. But that's his education. So when you tell me that Isaac Childress's PhD is in physics, but you look at Gloomhaven and he didn't just throw a board game together, right? He created a whole universe with races that you've never seen before in any other kind of fantasy-based game, right? Yeah, Yeah. He went rich into the lore and the the background and the story for for this like you said non rpg game like yeah, that's well, incredible it, yeah yes so not only is it like listed like the the top game of all of all games kind of thing on bgg which okay take bgg with a grain of salt i'm never going to say like the the bgg grab the buy the top 10 games and you have all the games you have any know because everyone's gonna have different tastes right but gloomhaven yeah. it's up there clearly it's a it's a, a decent uh a game i think so too but you know besides that um but yeah so so you got gloomhaven there but then you also you can organize um bgg uh, rankings based on you know uh the the type of game what whether it's a strategy game or whether it's a uh uh thematic game or whether it's a family game something like that right and i'm pretty sure that gloomhaven is the top of the thematic list as well so listed as number one game there and possibly one number one strategy i don't know about the I'm not 100% sure on the strategy, but I, I'm pretty sure it's listed at like top one for a bunch of those games when everything else seems to move around a bit, right? So right. You, you organize like the top 100 of all-time games, and then you go to top 100 thematic games. Well, that top 10 looks vastly different, right? Uh, because, and you're going to get that. Sometimes you got a game that's uh, super abstract. Uh, the game we're going to talk about today, uh, uh, Founders of Glue Fame, is very... It's got theme to it, but it's it, the mechanics are very abstract. Um, and and you know you can you can have a great game that's not super thematic, but uh, listed high in BGG all time games because it's just a great game, right? And it didn't it doesn't need that th- theme to pop it up. So then you you rank it by thematic, and all of a sudden it's on like you know page three hundred or whatever on the thematic games or something, right? Because it's got no theme to it, it's more of an abstract game right uh but yeah like so I, I i read this article um and then of course decided oh yeah and 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 with the announcement of 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 the R- rpg i'm like okay we we clearly have to do founders as well and 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 look at some of these gloomhaven properties now i i will say okay so my my arc and i try to do these with 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 my choices like we did dungeon lords and then went straight into dungeon pets and now i'm doing glue gloom founders of gloomhaven and then i'm going to jump into uh gloomhaven jaws on the line i'm not going to bring out gloomhaven fully like i i I, i'll I'll leave that for later so we'll do like three weeks of glue of of Gloomhaven episodes on well, you know, it'll take the, us three weeks to play the game. So yeah, well, that's exactly right. Right, but so, but what's so you were saying that he doesn't like randomness, mm-hmm. and you were going to connect this to the RPG system. I I imagine did it say anything about? Yeah, so RPGs he, are usually dice. RPGs are normally dice, right? So this article says that there won't be any dice in it. That's At crazy. Least, yeah, well, that's that. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I, I was going to say maybe it will, but no, it it says it won't have dice. 
Um, now, the, uh, mechanics wise, like for 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 yeah, you see just really neat stuff that this this art. I definitely check out. Go go look up the you know Gloomhaven um, uh, RPG, and it'll it'll pop up right. But yeah. The battle system will use will use some of these cards, but that if you're familiar with how Gloomhaven Gloomhaven draws the lions, um, how the the um, battle system works there with with the use the top action in one card and the bottom action of the other card, this this seems like it's going to be similar to combat in in the role playing game. Okay. Uh, but then each card will have like a third type of action type thing. Uh, which would be different than how that's set up in 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 the board games, uh, and will add some sort of third dynamic to to that kind of uh, gameplay, right? Which which seems very neat. Uh, but the 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 idea that, and, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but the idea that there there's not going to be dice and it's going to be somehow a uh, I don't know an RPG that uh, <laughs> that doesn't have this the variable uh you know randomness of of dice and it seems seems intriguing and 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 like you said to speak to your point about you know we created this whole world he, there's enough that he's created enough stuff in there that i can 100% see a, a, a playing in this world and having a a fantastic time you know playing an RPG in the Gloomhaven world, I guess to say world for the 30th yeah. time in that sentence, but yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, it really, I, that excites me. That's 2023. The, and, and I think it's coming out along the si- same time when they're, they're releasing their like miniatures line as well. Um, well, that cl- would make clearly, sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing, they're doing good stuff. And I'm th- I think they're rather so like Frosthaven too. That was a game. I think it, that, that one is overdue to be out so it's a i think i'm pretty sure it's like a year late uh coming out so you know a lot of kickstarter backers for frosthaven which is the gloomhaven gloomhaven successor i was just before you jumped on Ah. this stream i was watching shut up and sit downs 2022 christmas gift ideas video yeah and frosthaven was sitting in the background <laughs> so they have a copy yeah yeah and apparently it's like 50 percent bigger than than the gloomhaven box which wow. is already like 22 pounds uh i remember the first time i saw that in a store and right? i was like what is this and everybody <laughs> wanted it yeah 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 i was pretty happy to get it you know one one i think christmas I got that. I was like, "Oh yes, it's on my list, of course." And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's a great game. And we'll 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 talk about that one time uh, for for sure. And I and I think, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> I we'll we'll talk about this more for the review of um um uh, Jaws of Lion. But I I have a problem with legacy games as a you know. I don't know. Just a, just a, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a, uh, you, you said to me the other day, I forget what word uh, you used, but we'll get into it. Uh, but 
I don't like to like tear cards or Oof, mark yeah. up things or anything like that, right? Uh, just because it makes me feel really weird. And Gloomhaven does a good things where they like release sticker sets for people that have those kind of like issues, you know, mental issues where they can't get over that hump. So I bought these two for each of like Gloomhaven and for Jaws of the Line. I have the sticker sets so that they're re- removable and reusable, uh, you know, stickers so that I don't feel like I'm permanently marking anything up uh because nice. it helps with my that ocd aspect of things right uh but what, what was it the other day i was telling you guys a story that um so i bought a game uh for christmas uh for for you know my my wife has something that she doesn't typically play games but i thought okay maybe i can get her into some she likes kind of trick taking things maybe i can get her to play this uh, and, and, and so the game that I got and I'm trying to not be too loud cause I know my house echoes and she's upstairs. Right. But so him, I got was uh Fox in the forest. So this is the one I picked out. I looked at, into it and I thought this is going to be a great one. Well, there's another copy called Fox in the forest duet. Uh, and, and duet is where Fox in the forest is a trick taking, uh, competitive game. You're playing against each other. Uh, sorry, that's the regular Fox in the Forest. The duet version is the co-op version, right? Uh, and, and so you play together, and then there's a board and and whatnot. And and I and I had gone in. I knew, okay, no, I want the original version because my wife's not really into board games. So I, the duet portion is more of a hobby board game ish flair to it, and the and the original is more of a card game so i'm like i'm gonna go get that so I get to j and j's which we've mentioned before and i'm looking at the shelf and 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 both games are standing there and i see them and one's orange packaging the other's blue duets blue originals orange no mistaking them i'm looking i'm like yep i want this one but my brain is is hates me sometimes and it goes <laughs> well you can't take the copy that's in front because that one's not fresh. So, <laughs> so instead of grabbing the one where I knew, yep, this is it, and I can just grab it, I reached behind to the stack of them behind and grabbed the game. And I don't know what happened, whether one fell over from the stack beside it, or they were switched, or whatever happened. But of course, the one I pick up from behind the, the game that I'm, the original pile, is the duet. And I don't look at it when I pick it up because that's the other thing. Cause why would I ever double check what I'm doing? Uh, cause that would just be smart. Uh, I only drove, you know, 45 minutes to the shop to buy games and then I'm not going to double check my purchases. So I leave, I buy everything that I was there to buy bunch of Christmas presents leave. I get home. I pick up the game out of there. Cause I'm going to go hide it in my house. And I'm like, this is a blue box. This says duet on it. <laughs> How did that happen? And it was the most mind-bending thing. I it took me like hours. I was it was like kicking myself, going, "How did this happen? How did this happen?" And then it finally clicked. <gasps> it's because I was reaching for the fresh version of the game. I needed that, you know, that loaf of bread that's in the back that I know <laughs> nobody has touched yet, uh, and that's you know. <laughs> and and then you said I told this story to you guys, and you said something like you have I, I forget what you referred to it as, um, but it was the perfect neuroses. Yeah, you, you, you that's that was the word. You're like I, that that's that's some sort of like neuroses you have there, and I'm like yeah, it it really is 
Uh, now, long story short, because, uh, uh, you know, that was a very short story. I, I totally went light on that one. Uh, but I, I was able, I, I emailed the store right away. These guys are great. And I was like, hey, this is the mistake that just happened. Can I send my buddy in, Jordan, uh, yep. to, to go and, and and switch out these copies? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then I then I brought up with you guys and you're like, oh, man, that sucks. And I'm like, yeah. and then I think you're like, yeah, like, let me know if you want me to go back. And I was like, well, since you bring it up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like twist my arm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I could go to J's now, because I actually I work like ten minutes away from there, so um, <laughs> it's but dangerous. It yeah, it is kind of dangerous. <laughs> I have I have maybe too many Warhammer models that I maybe shouldn't have because <laughs> it's so easy to get there and yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they're a great shop too. Like pricing is fair and all that as well. So it's 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 easy to go in there and you know just spend money. Yeah. And they have like the Everything. best the best stock around and yeah. like some of the best prices around and everyone there is like super nice, super helpful. Yeah. Um yeah, and and I've never ever ever had a problem. So one time I picked up a box of like Satow something for Kevin, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he gets it home, and he's like, "There's a sprue missing." It's like I I can't find this sprue. So I called the store, and I'm like, "Hey, I bought this thing for my friend. He says there's a sprue missing." They're like, "Oh, no problem. We'll grab that sprue out of a different box." Like no trouble yeah. at all, you know, yeah. like didn't even ask for a receipt, anything <laughs> like they're so good. They are. So, yeah. Yeah. So good. I, you know, I, I emailed them about the, the Fox, the force and that was it. Yeah. They didn't yeah. ask for the receipt. Nothing. They just said, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. Let, 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 you know, just have them come in and we'll just exchange it out for them. Right. And I was yeah. like, that's great. You know? Yeah. yeah they're yeah. great. They, they had a flood a while back and the whole community came out and was like, yeah, super helpful. I I'm in the, I'm in the business. So I came in with my moisture meter and I'm just like, I'm like, Hey, you guys want some help? Like, I, like I'll measure the walls, see if anything's still wet. They're like, Oh yeah, great, great. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But on that, let's, uh, let's take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll talk founders of Gloomhaven. Hello, faithful listeners. Jordan here with a quick word from today's sponsor, us. Thomas and I really enjoy making this show, and we really hope you enjoy listening. If you do, tell your friends about us. Spread the good word. We'd really appreciate it. And we promise you, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Now back to our show. All right, we're back. So, last night we played Founders of Gloomhaven by, <laughs> as we mentioned, Isaac Childress, uh, part of his Gloomhaven universe. And this is actually the second time we played it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I came into this thinking, okay, so the first time we played it, I was so lost until, I don't know, halfway through the game. And then... And then even by the end, I was like, oh, everything I've taken, like 
every time I complete something, you get more points than I do. So <laughs> I've totally screwed this up. And then, so yesterday I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. And then like right out of the gate, I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the, yeah. This, this one. Um, oh man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> found her some Gloomhaven. Uh, it, it's an, okay. So thematically, uh, the, the board gets set up and you got this, uh, basically this blank blank slate uh, with various areas of the board uh, that represent various types of terrain. Right. So you got like your grasslands and your, your, Okay, they're called entrance uh, spots, which are basically the areas of the city that are closest to the gates. Uh, now, the gates aren't uh, built yet, uh, but those are those are there. Uh, you have a sort of like sandy areas and, and beach tiles as well. Uh, but in, in any case, you have this blank slate uh, and you are the various uh, groups of... Um, uh, civilizations, I suppose, that live in the Gloomhaven universe and are building the city of Gloomhaven. So this takes place before the city of Gloomhaven is built, uh, which is, you know, basically the main city of of both uh, uh, Jaws of Lion and and Gloomhaven, the the original. Uh, and then it's a you know, to the north of Gloomhaven is where the the outpost of Frosthaven is, right? So Gloomhaven is this massive city, basically, right? And now you you're you're one of the founders. You get to design the city uh, how you want to how you want to design it, and that's that's a thematic uh, the, the theme of this game. Uh, you you play these builders. So right off the bat, you're choosing a and and this is tough um especially when when you're a new player so yeah this is the second time we play played it too i've played this game a number of times solo because it's a one to four player game uh so and and it plays really well at one uh but yeah so it's a bit tough because you start off and there's like i want to say like 15 uh player boards that you can choose between for the different races right that might be a little much as maybe not that many but i feel like it's in and around there. It's a, it's a larger number, right? And most of these races are um, like as far as they each come with one resource, uh, and I'll get into resources in a bit, but uh, that they specialize in, uh, and then it gives you a bit more uh, options of what you can do. But they also the the unique unique thing about each one of these, uh, other than the specific resource that they come in, is they come with this uh, worker placement area on the board. That allows you to do uh, a, a civilization or a race specific uh, thing on your turn if you have a worker. Uh, and and when you when you first start this game, you have these fifteen different races and these fifteen different unique powers that they have. None of them are I I, I think overly powerful, but you can get into a situation where and I think our, our game last night actually you used yours maybe once. And I didn't use my power at all. Uh, but there could definitely be situations where, you know, someone might use their their race power three, four, five times in, in a game. And the other person just happens to have one that is not uh, a, a great spot to go for that, uh, for the setup of the board or for how things have developed. Right. Uh, and they don't they don't end up using that. Uh, it, it's a very minor 
minor thing in the game overall, I think. And we we really showed it um like last night's session that you used it once. I didn't use mine. Um I don't think it's a huge thing, but I can see that being as one of those things when you're when you're as a new player picking out a thing, and then all of a sudden each one has this little variable power. You're like, oh no, are these important at the start? Do I have to make like right. a really game changing decision right at the start? Like, uh, and you don't know what the, the like each power explains some benefit, but you don't know what it means. <laughs> like when you're new, right. Or how often it's going to come how up. often yeah. it comes up, but yeah, yeah. if it's going to, yeah. So, so like the way, the way I typically do it, uh, I pick a ra- I pick these player boards, the race player boards strictly on these guys look cool. I'm going to play them. Yeah. Right? And, and, well, cause and, you can you know, assume too, that it's going to be a balanced game, right? So you, yes. you got to assume they're going to be balanced and yeah, so picking by looks isn't necessarily a bad strategy, right? Right. Yeah. So you know the the first time we play this together, I put, I picked the little verminglings, which are these almost like rat type people, like a little raccoon slash rat type people, and they, you know, feral little creatures. And this this time I went the opposite. I went with these like the the inox, which are these like giant like barbarian type, uh, you know. Uh, race or whatever right Mm -hmm. um and and you know both both were fun to play and i and but other than that there's really no there's nothing that jumps out as like oh yeah yeah, i'm playing the the inoc no no i'm I'm just playing a a player board that's all it is it's just collecting my my resources and whatnot Uh, but so so you you start the game you pick this race it gives you access to a resource and the, the idea behind this game is you want to develop this economy in in uh, Gloomhaven uh, in order to build these to build the city really and 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 build the these buildings in the city that in the game are called prestige buildings and these are the like uh, main point generating and main uh kind of draws to the city of of gloomhaven right so for example like some some of these would be taverns famous taverns that are in the city of uh, gloomhaven uh right the sleeping lion is one uh you you can build and if you're into some of the lore of gloomhaven that would that would be familiar to you right uh you can you can build various merchants guilds and and you know the north gate and the ghost fortress and you know the west gate and all these different uh areas or or buildings that are buildings in gloomhaven that get referenced in the other properties that belong to the gloomhaven universe right so you're you're the goal of this game is to develop this this resource engine of having the resources to deliver to these prestige buildings in order to have these buildings built. Um, and, and it's a really neat game in, in the sense that each race starts off with one uh, standard resource that, uh, that, that only, only they can own. So for example, the inox, they own the livestock resource. So you have that resource uh, and you you're the only one that can own this resource. And not that other people can't use it. They can buy access to it and pay you to be able to have that access to it. But you're the only one at initially at the start that can actually place this on the board and, and, and get the ball moving. Uh, and then 
the way the game's set up is that you're going to take this this resource and then you're going to pick a secondary resource. Uh, and, and there's some restrictions there based on your primary resource, uh, which ones you're allowed to choose as a secondary resource uh, because they don't want you. It's set up, it's balanced in a way that they don't want you to kind of like uh, uh, North Korea it where you're just like turtling up and doing your own own thing and ignoring every other uh you, you know place they want you to they want you to work with the other people in the game to say i need your resource to be able to bot to build buildings for these secondary resources that will lead to you know the the third tier resources that will eventually supply these prestige buildings right so yeah i i like to think i was thinking about this i like to think about the three tiers of resources as like the first tier you've got like natural resources like yes, raw materials land, raw material. right yeah yeah so you're talking stone lumber uh basic labor livestock you know crops yeah yep, um, yep, yep. and then the secondary resources are like technologies that arise from those natural resources so you 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 get brick um uh, cooking um knowledge i think is one right like books yeah, yeah um so stuff that you use the natural resources to to develop these technologies and then the third tier is kind of like luxury goods or um like like there's what weapons and yeah for sure i think yeah, yeah. government is one or something like yeah it's more high end or more complex sort of yeah yeah yeah, yeah ideas yeah, yeah. rather than the the raw materials right and you're absolutely right right so and, and that's the thing so you, you got these primary resources like a livestock and well actually let's 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 look at uh stone so stone is one if you can combine the stone and the the labor resources well now you can build the brick factory basically right yeah. and that gives you access to the brick resource and that brick resource is going to be needed to build some other buildings right it's going you're going to have to deliver brick to you know from a thematic theme uh point of view to actually build the actual buildings right right so it's going to supply to that kind of stuff right so yeah so you're you're starting out with these um these resources in a in a, in a two-player game you actually get three resources that are your uh uh race your your civilization specific ones uh so you'll you'll start off with the one that's on your player board uh, and then you you'll pick a second and then you get to pick a third. And basically you're you're picking these based on, okay, which ones am I allowed not from, you know, my primary doesn't allow me to take any any of these two. And I think there's something like six or seven different primary resources. Yeah, let me see here. I got the the yeah. image here. And it works so like you can't it you can't take the other resource that would give you that secondary resource. So in your example, if you have stone, you can't take labor because that would allow you to make the brick factory and they don't want you to do that. They want you to interact with the other players to, to get that labor yeah. or the stone, whichever the case. Exactly. Yeah. So you, yeah. Have, you have eight of these 
prime like these basic resources these tier one resources these natural na- natural um raw materials right uh so and in a two-player game you each get three of those and then two become neutral right so it's neat so you're choosing these okay uh the inox my 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 group here they they are going to be uh i i think i gave them i want to say knowledge they start off with livestock I went with knowledge and I went with uh, population, right? So I had the labor and I had the smarts and I had these big brute guys and they're the they're the they're the librarians and whatnot, right? So this is the picture I'm putting in my head, um, and 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 of course, uh, you know they they have the the brute force, so they're also the the labor uh, that they bring to the table as well with the with the they're good with beasts, right? Okay, that 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 was my you know. Uh, me getting into the feeling what I'm doing as a, uh, as a uh, founder of Gloomhaven here. Right. So you, 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 you have these, these resources and then at the start of the game, you're placing, you, you basically get a free placement. You place one of the, Oh uh, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You get one free placement of one of these resources on your side of the city. Uh, and in a two player game, you're essentially set up on two opposite a- ends of the city, uh, which becomes important later when we start to talk about this game too. But so we're set up on two opposite ends. We start with our um, our uh, main resource, whatever one we wanted to choose of the three, uh, and then yeah, you're you're essentially you're developing the city. So you're building roads, uh, and those roads you're connecting. Uh, to different buildings that you will eventually build. Uh, and then what you're trying to do is create uh, connections between the various resources to supply to uh, other buildings in order to make those buildings, right? So for an example, if I wanted to make that brick building shop, I would need to attach a stone resource and a uh you know labor population resource which are physical tiles on the board physical tiles on the board i'd have to connect those and not only that not only do i need to connect to where i want to place this building and build that building i have to have i have to either own that resource those resources or have access to it so at a prior turn i had say paid you to to give me access to the resource that you owned in order for me to now build this second tier resource right uh and and so you you spend the game where you're you're doing this kind of juggling of building up the city so that you can develop newer resources more profitable resources more specialized resources uh and then use those to you know the second the second tier resources to build the third tier resources and then the third tier resources to build these prestige buildings and and that that's that's the sort of that's the building aspect of the game and this is all done through like card play so you got a, a a hand of cards you start off with six options you have right uh and these determine the various things you can do in your turn um so you 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 kind of have a goal here of you want to get as many victory points as you can because that's how you're going to win the game but you you're 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 doing this by playing these cards to build up the city 
uh, and and essentially outmaneuver the the other the other player. So yeah, right right off the bat, there's there's a lot going on in this game because that that is one aspect of the game. Then you have these cards that take up another aspect of okay, what I can actually do on my turn. And I love this mechanic with these cards because what what these cards do is you you say on your turn you go, I'm taking this action as my main action and it's say the recruit action, right? And what recruit allows you to do is you you take this action and you can recruit these advisors that sit on the side of the table here. Uh and and they these advisors are basically the main actions that you already have in this deck of six cards, they're just more specialized in how they do it, right? So you might find a recruit uh, that you, this advisor that also does recruiting actions, uh, but just does it in a slightly better way. Maybe it does it in a way that's cheaper for you or allows you to buy multiple advisors at once rather than just the main actions on the basic deck of cards that you get. So you do this. Uh, this uh, main action, and then your opponent gets to take a follow action, which is essentially the same action that you've just done, just a little tweak to be a little less, uh, not quite as good as the main action you've just taken. So in the example of the recruit, you would recruit, uh, and then you would get something called a fleeting influence, which is something we'll discuss later. Uh, but you get this influence piece, uh, and and once once you do that, they take their fo- follow action. The follow action is they get to recruit, so they don't get that that uh, fleeting influence piece that you got for taking it as your main. Uh, I I think this is such a neat. Other games do this, so this is nothing uh, that's like. Uh, revolutionary or anything like that, but it's such a it's it's a great thing because you're always it it creates a game where even on somebody else's turn you're still you still get a turn you basically like every turn your opponent opponent gets to do something as well right uh, and it, and it makes for such a dynamic set of playing because sometimes you go I really want to take this action. But if I take this action, I'm going to let Jordan take the action too, and and you know it's yes, it's not as good as the action then as the main part of taking this action. But I know that if he even gets partial of what I'm I'm doing on this, it's going to be worse for me down the line than than uh, than if I just kind of don't do the action right now. So there's a lot of that play where you're you're kind of like, do I do this now? And hopefully he can't do the action. Uh, or do I do it and just, you know, hope that my benefit of my, my turn is bigger than his, right? Yeah. So a great example last night was early game. There was a recruit on the board that I wanted and I owned the resource for, but I wasn't on the board yet. So I took the trade action to, to build that resource on the board Okay, great. Now I have access to that resource. On my next turn, I can recruit that guy. Well, then, so then still my turn. I took the trade action, which let you take the trade action. You used that action to buy access to my resource that I freshly built. Yep. Then it was your turn. 
then you recruited the guy that I wanted to, to recruit. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat, I went super aggressive. <laughs> but, but like, but that, you know, okay, I want to take this action and do this on my turn, but it's, but that's going to give my opponents access to the same thing. And what can they do with that? And yes. then they're going to get to go before me. So, you know, that, so you, you have to strategize that way. And that makes for an interesting strategy game, right? Yeah. And, and that's like, like throughout the entire game, there's little, there's situations like that where you're almost, you have to calculate, okay, if, if, this is what I want to do. Can my opponent mess with that? Or is there a way for me to do that that they can't touch that? And and it becomes difficult because sometimes, you know, that yeah, that was the first thing in the game that you did. And then I'm about to do the same thing and build a build a build a building down. And I, I'm about to slam the car down and I go, wait a minute. What if I Oh my. And then I'm flipping through the rule book. Is this, is this legal? Like, can I, can I do that? Like I knew it was, but I was like, no, this just, it just fits so perfectly. And it just popped into my brain that I was like, oh, can't. And, and, and sure enough, you know, I was able to do that. And right away, I'm like punching you in the gut just for, you know, taking the wind out of your sails right out of, right out of the gate. Right. Um, And, and, and that's how, you know, the beginning of the game really went for the first yeah. number of turns right mm-hmm. it was like i just happened to be that step ahead every single time and i was really trying not to give you the the sort of uh the tempo to catch back up and flip it around um to the point where you know we we got halfway through the game and you know i like i gave you the option i was like man this is this isn't going well should we just like pack it up and, and call it one of those games that doesn't work well at two or, and and just let's let's get a game of Hadrian's Wall in, uh, and you're like no 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 let's let's stick it through let's let's just let's just do it yeah uh, and I'm glad yeah. we did because in, in, internally I was seething by the way <laughs> seething but I was and like no so, I want to stick but, it out <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm so happy that we decided to do that because I feel like like tables when when the tables turn they turned quickly and rapidly and then it was like the next you know the last half of the game i was like i'm i'm in big trouble i'm in big trouble this is this is not good this is not good right um but yeah so so you have these cards you're doing these things so you you basically you get a recruit action that's what that's one of the things you get the trade actions which allows you to to build your the resources you own onto the board or in case of a neutral player you can build one of theirs that's slightly more um uh cost slightly more right yeah uh or or you could buy access to an opponent's good right which was again this was an interesting thing because i feel like that game you did that i started off doing that with you but then you took it to a different level and i think saw it better down the line when when things started to go when you stole the tempo and really started to make things change you 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 made some decisions that bought access when I was like, why, like, why even waste the time doing that? Yeah. Right. And that was, yeah, that's you were why. more buying access when you needed it. Yeah. Whereas I was yeah. like, I, I'm going to buy it. I, t- to be honest, you were crushing me and I didn't have 
really much else to do. Yeah. So I was like, but I'm like, I'm going to set myself up in the future that when I do need that, I can jump on it and I don't have to spend a turn getting access to that resource. I'll just, I'll already have it. And yeah, that worked and, out for me in the end, for it, sure. It, that that preemptive thinking, yeah, like it 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 almost it almost like changed the outcome of the game. Like it like like a hair's breadth away that I was able to like pure luck avoid the outcome and, yeah. and just strictly because we got to the point and you you had those and you're right you did it. Because you, like you said, so that as soon as you went into it, you were ready to go. When I started to see you go, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I'm not ready to go. Like I need to now go and buy. And, and to the point where like, I was like blocked out of things now where I was like, I can't even afford to take a turn to buy access into your stuff now because it it's, it's going to be too slow. So yeah. what can I do to hopefully nickel and dime points so I can just stay ahead from my early lead, right? So uh, so let's explain this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of the game, like Thomas said, you're on opposite sides of the city. So there's three segments to the board, right? Let's call it there's the north and the west side. Uh, and then there's like a segment that splits the middle. So the north side has got this like walled off part. Then there's this middle land that the and that's split by a river. And then on the other side, there's the west gate and sort of the west side of the city. Um now player A can build three resources, and player B can buy into those resources. So basically you're buying a stock in, you know, in the company, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh now that'll let you recruit, but you that won't let you build buildings because you're on opposite sides of the city, and there's no way to get my stone from from the north side of the city to to the west side where you're trying to build this building. So you have to physically connect uh, where the resource is produced to where you want to build with a road. And the other neat thing is so the north side, like I said, is walled off. So now I have to build a gate in my wall. And then to get to your side of the city, I have to build a bridge over the river. I can use my gates and my bridges so we can both use the roads. But like the gates and the bridges are kind of guarded. So I had bought your resources up like I had bought into your your shares, your stocks and those resources or whatever you want to call it early on. So then when I managed to connect the road, I immediately could deliver on those resources. Whereas where and then you couldn't because while there was the road there, you didn't have a gate into my portion of the city, right? So so you didn't have access to, to move my resources. And yeah, like you said, there were some you were missing and it was going to yeah. take you some turns to build that gate, to buy into the resource, you know, all that. 
Yeah, what while I'm watching you use my resources to build <laughs> second tier, third tier stuff, and I was like, "What have I done? I I I had this commanding lead, and now I'm just watching you, yeah, blip, 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 catching up on my tail, right? Because as and, soon as I got access to your resources, then I could build those secondary and third and second and third tier resources. Now I own those. Yeah, which and, we'll say talk about later. That's big in this game. Like that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's such a it's an interesting thing, right? And, and from a thematics uh, uh, standpoint, right? You have all these races coming together that typically are always warring, but they've come together to build this great city of Gloomhaven, and it's yay, uh, fantastic. <laughs> However, they're still <laughs> fairly racist and they're like, hey, you know, no Inox is going to step foot on my bridge or on my wall here. You know, get get out of here through my gate. I don't think so. Right. Build your own gate. That's the that's the Inox gate over there. You got to go over there. Right. So like that sort of thing <laughs> is in. And, and it's amazing. Like. At, at, at certain points, I was like, okay, no, I'm fine. It's okay. I'll just build a road and attach the road here. And then I was like, no, that gets me around his bridge, but it doesn't get me around his gate. So now I'm like, oh, I, I, I gotta, I had to spend a bunch of turns building roads and inefficiently building roads to be able to build a gate into your section of the city, right? And you had done that, you know, you, you had like five turns. Uh, and when I say turns, I mean like card plays where you were connected before I even like got to your wall and it was, it was scary stuff. Like it would definitely like put a timer on me to, I'm watching your player piece crawl around the edge of the board. Uh, cause it's one of those, one of those boards that the, the victory point track is around the outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had skyrocketed ahead initially. And then I'm now I'm watching it going, oh, you're building that resource. That's cool. And uh, you're going up nine points and I'm going up one point here. Okay, that's that's great. Oh, you got five points and I got one point. Okay, okay, that's great. And I'm watching you slowly. That gap is disappearing, disappearing, disappearing. And it was just it was it was a nerve wracking day. And I'm so glad we continued playing it out because when we finally hit that point where the temple switched and it went in your favor and you made some gr- great moves there, like it was. It's one of those games where, like, when you start um, hitting these prestige buildings to supply them with goods or with your with your materials, there, uh, it it escalates quite rapidly. Where you start to go bang, 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 and and then the game's done. The game ends when you get six of these uh, prestige buildings uh, when they're when their needs six of these buildings their needs are fully met. Right. So if you can imagine. If four buildings are all sitting on needing one resource and then that resource gets built, that can be delivered to those four buildings and then boom, four four prestige buildings are done. And this is sort of how they ended the game. There was two or three buildings requiring one resource and I happened, the only resource I actually could build on my turn um, was that one. And I was able to do that and, you know, claim put those prestige build complete those three the three last uh prestige buildings and end the game there right when on your next turn it was like bam you're playing a building and you're getting a ton of points that just would have just destroyed me right yeah it yeah so it ended up you 
I was one turn away and I'm calculating the points in my head. I'm like, I've, I've got the card that I need, which is going to allow me to build the building that I need and the two roads that I need. Like I had exact and I had the exact amount of cash. I had the exact card <laughs> I needed to build the exact things I needed to build. And I was going to score huge points and end the game. And then you're like, well, I build this and I deliver these and I end the game. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just then, uh, <laughs> yeah. We calculated the story. points and like, I would have won like oh, by easily. a few points. Yes. And then, yeah. But, but nope, you shut it down and, and your commanding lead uh, at the beginning ended up saving it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah. Okay. So, that's the other thing. So you're, 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 um, so you have these cards that some of the other actions, you got the upgrade, which is building these, these secondary, uh, or second tier and third tier buildings. Uh, you have the construct options. We talked about that where you, where you can build these, uh, bridges and the, uh, and the gates. Um, the other cool thing about this construct card is that you, you have these, these houses that you can build, uh, and you build these houses and that gives you a a worker now that you can use as a worker placement, right? And this is where those variable plowers that are on your board. This is once you've unlocked the house, you can take this worker and place it on that uh, as a you know kind of uh, a basic action. We'll get into basic actions, but you can place that there and take that worker placement action, right? And so this game, <laughs> once you have prestige buildings on the board. Uh, they also, they're, they, they're all represented by cards. So you flip these over and then you actually take the physical building, put it on. And the, the physical building is a chit. You take this physical building, this chit that takes up multiple squares. Cause it's a hex based, uh, heck no square based square. Board, based, yeah. yeah. Square based board. So you place it on the board, whatever. Uh, and then you take this card and you flip it upside down. And now that's a, that's a worker placement spot you can take as well. If you have those workers, right. So at the end of the game, I'm sitting here with like two cards, two, three cards left in my hand that don't allow me to build anything and are basically just there going, hey, you're going to have to waste one turn just to get your other cards back. Uh, and you and and I know that you're on the verge of just winning. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I have one worker left. I'm 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 almost like like i was done i was like i knew i'm like i can't do anything there happens to be this one worker placement spot on one of these prestige buildings that i'm like oh my goodness if i and i didn't even realize like what it would deliver i was just like i'll get a few points out of this at least and maybe that'll get me enough to if you finish the game whatever right so i build this building or i place the worker on there and I go and I am able to build this building. And then I'm going, oh, okay, I got a few points here. A few, oh, and it delivers over here. And oh, that's one of the, oh, and this delivers here. And that finishes that. Oh, and if, yeah, the game's over. Yeah, oh, thank goodness. Right. I'm able to finish it right just for that one oh. like fluke of a spot. I happen to have one worker left. I was basically out of cards and would have been just. The next few turns would have couldn't do anything, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. What a what a close finish for that to happen too, right? So th th that's that's how you so th these houses basically are how you get the workers, which is another aspect of this game that 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 is really neat, right? 
Yeah, so uh, thematic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in a two-player game, you you also get a card that's called the income card. Uh, and that just lets you basically uh, get uh, resources. So you can, you can um, it, it, it gets you gold, essentially, which it does. And then if you have some houses built, it'll also give you this fleeting influence, like I mentioned before. Uh, and and that's that's a way for you to it's very difficult to get gold in the two player and i and i feel like in, in multiplayer game you take that income card out and i think that's probably mm. because more people are paying you for access of your specific resources so you're going to get that that's how you're going to earn money in a in a three or four player game and more people um, are going to be calling to vote too right right so yeah yeah and 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 that's yeah and which is the next card is the call to vote which allows you to take a free income um uh, uh stage basically right but this call to vote and, and this is what i dominated the start of the game with is yeah. you can play this card and it essentially what it allows you to do is if you have so once you've played at least three cards in a two-player game you can play this call the vote card uh and it calls a vote uh and then what you do in this vault if you have cards in your hand you discard those and you can trade those in for either money uh fleeting influence or 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 roads right so it gives you kind of like a here's here's a bonus for not having used those those cards uh and then uh, you 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 get to decide, or the, your opponent takes a um, uh, income phase, which is fine, cool. They get they get some gold uh, out of it. That's great. Uh, and, and then you get into this kind of this voting aspect, and this is this is part of the heart of the game too, because you're you're now voting. You're taking all the influence that fleeting. And there's also a uh, called a lasting influence, which you get in various ways as well. But you're taking all that um, influence, and you're it's the the auction. You're you're bidding now. You're you're it's a closed bid, so you're putting it in hand with the with basically a tile that shows which of the three showing prestige buildings uh, you, you're going to vote for. Right? You do this secretly, and then you both show your hand at the same time and say, "Okay." I have included 12 votes, use 12 of my influence. That's a number out of my head, but whatever, uh, to, to back up, you know, what, what I want to pick here. And if you beat your opponent, then you get your choice of those three prestige buildings. That's going to go on the board. So you get to choose that. So this is great. Um, and, and then not only that, you get to choose where it's going to go on the board. So at the start of the game, I went aggressive this way. I was grabbing influence and then quickly calling votes to stop you from being able to pick what prestige buildings were. And I kept placing them all around me. I was like, in my section of the board, boom, 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 boom. They're so far away from you. I don't have to worry about you right now. So now I got all these prestige buildings on my side of the board and things are going well. <laughs> we're starting to get into like halfway i i keep doing this to you and like i i for for whatever it's like i i just seem to have the right amount of everything at every point in time that it just it just i keep i keep getting ahead just slightly ahead yeah. slightly ahead. L- let me interrupt you here <laughs> let me explain how thomas got ahead one step ahead for the whole bloody game. 
So first call to vote. We have a similar amount of influence, but I think you've got one or two more than me. Um, or but the whoever called the vote breaks ties, right? Yeah. So yeah. And I don't know if you did this on purpose. I totally but you did. you say out you're <laughs> talking out loud. Okay. Well, so you've got that much and I've got this much. So you can't beat me. So you're going to hold that back. So then I'm going to do this and blah, 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 blah. You're playing it off like you're just thinking in your head, right? And I'm sitting here going, yeah, well, I, I can't beat him. So um, now I think one thing we didn't say was the fleeting influence whenever you uh, whenever you call the vote, your fleeting influence is gone, whether you use it or not. That's why it's fleeting. Uh, the lasting influence, if you don't bid it, you can carry it over to the next yeah. vote or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, there's no point in me putting in my lasting influence and just losing it because I can't win. So I'm not, I'm going to hold that back. Then I'll have more voting power the next time around. You then also don't put in your lasting influence. <laughs> totally getting in my head. And just and so if I had put in my lasting influence, I would have won. I would have won <laughs> yeah. that vote. And I, there was a building. I really want it. <laughs> so you held back, but you still won. But then you still had all the voting power for the next time around. It was a brilliant move. Hats <laughs> off to you, sir. So pissed off, though. <laughs> so frustrated. I tried so hard to get into your head, and and I and it worked sometimes. You know, there was a few times, and yeah, even even to the point of me, yeah, talking things out. Yeah, it was it was me. I'm I'm talking it out. I'm 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 trying to inception ideas into your brain, so, and then I'm like, okay, he's gonna hold that back, so I can tie him on influence, and so the tie tie is based on if whoever has the lower points for that's the first you look at. But we were both at zero points at this point, and for the first like five rounds, we were at zero points, so it didn't matter. So then it's whoever's the the player that called the vote because they're the active player, so. So I was like, okay, this is this is great. Um, you look surprised now, and you're going, oh, is that? <laughs> yeah, you never told me it had anything to do with the points. I I I I said it, but I may have not put enough emphasis on it. Apparently, because when when I got my first five points, I then I did mention like, okay, now now ties are going to go to you. I was probably in the think tank. I yeah, that, w yeah, which is yeah, yeah. But anyways, okay. So this, so so then I knew I was like, okay, that that's fine. I I'm I I think I've gotten to your head. You're not going to play that that lasting influence. So now I only have to match you. I'm starting player. So boom, I I I matched your thing. We put the same amount of fleeting, and I won that way, right? And then we again had the same amount of influence. So then my first turn right after that was I got to get slightly more influence than you so that I could do it again on the next time. And the way the second turn happened, you ended up, it's it, it's sometimes beneficial with this, this call to vote uh, to play it earlier uh, because you 
you then can take fleeting influence for each of the cards you're discarding that you didn't play that turn, right? So you can essentially count up, and this is where sort of the math comes into play, where you're you're trying to see what the other calculate what the other player can do to stop you or not, right? So you go earlier, slightly earlier on this call to vote. And then you count up the influence on your opponent's board and you go, okay, so a max that they can muster this turn is this. Uh, I only have, you know, Y, they X, I have, I have Y, whatever. Um, so I these three cards I discard will give me enough influence to beat their vote no matter what they do, right? And this, this happened once in the game. You did this. You did the calculation. Income phase came and I went, oh, I get another fleeting influence, right? Again, you're in the think tank, just looking and just yeah. like totally focused. We go to the vote and we, I threw everything in, you threw everything in and I go, okay, I win. You go, how? I said, well, I have more, more influence. How? I'm like, cause the income, I got one more fleeting influence for the, and that, that was like the fifth time in a row I did it to you. And it was that, I think that was like the, that marked the halfway point right there was we're really like that's that's sort of when my strategy started to change because at that point i had done it so many times to you i had got on the board with so many points such a commanding lead right at the start there uh and then i i screwed you out of all this influence because once you yeah once you I, commit I, I literally threw that influence across the room <laughs> yeah Right, so you commit it, you lose it all, right? So fleeting, yeah. fleeting is going anyways. But your your lasting, which you committed as well, you lost it all, and then we're again both at zero influence, right? Uh, and that's when for something that you had calculated out and then missed that I'm getting that extra one for the for the income portion that you offer. So you got to take that into account when you're calling the vote because okay, I got to make sure. The, okay, look, they have two villages, two houses built. So the, when I call the vote, they're going to get two more fleeting influence right off the bat just for for taking their income phase, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's so so interesting. I got that. And then at this point, I'm like 25, 35 points ahead and you're still sitting at zero, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. I'm golden. I got this game. So that's why I offered like, let's just, let, let's, let's, stop the game we'll just uh we'll play a different game right we got another hour we can throw in another hour because it's 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 we we hadn't even like actually uh supplied any of these prestige buildings no. i was just set up in such a way that i'm like yeah these these are my buildings i'm gonna i'm gonna get these right and that's where like the the hubris kind of like came into play <laughs> where I'm like, I'm 35 points up. I'm flush with everything I'm doing. And I let you kind of almost like, I didn't let you, you clearly played it out, but like, I, I wasn't afraid of your, your moves anymore. Where I got to the point where like, I'm far enough away. I can do my own thing. I can ignore what you're doing now. And I can just work on my own engine here. Right. And that's when things turn because then I started to let you win those. I wasn't going for the um, the the prestige buildings anymore. I had like 10, 10 built on my side of the board and uh, and and whatever I was I was I was comfortable here. I didn't I didn't need any more. As soon as I I supply these, then I win the game. Boom, I'm done. Right? Yeah. So then, like, 
I, I'm like, okay, I, I'm focusing on my, my engine. You're focusing on uh, on yours. I don't have to worry about it because I just have to deliver now and then I'm good. Uh, this is where, yeah, this is really where it turned because then you started winning these prestige buildings and you're putting them on your side of the, the, the map and I don't care. That's fine. I don't care. You can have some of those. You, you could take that pity, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the, I was the big wig now uh, uh, until you got out of your section and you like we talked about it you connected those roads uh and then it was like right away it was like oh no i've made a horrible mistake i've let you now grow too big and then at that point it was like now i can't win the votes anymore even though i was like oh that's fine you 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 can have these i don't need to win these anymore now i'm like well i kind of do need to win some more because now you're and now I can't because you're you're commanding the influence and and having access to all these resources and I haven't connected to you yet. So it 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 really flipped around half halfway there. Uh, yeah, and, and I focused and, hard on um, getting those secondary resources. Yes. So then, not only was I fulfilling the prestige buildings that I was uh, winning, I started fulfilling the prestige buildings that you had been working on the entire game, right? Yeah, those are the ones. Those are all the points that I thought I had in the bag, but no, I hadn't delivered yet, so I really didn't. And I, So when you started delivering to those, I was like, oh no, my my whole plan of just like delivering everything and 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 it went up in smoke and like that's when you started like okay you built the brick building and you delivered to all the prestige buildings i had planned to deliver brick to and now it was like uh oh uh and and that's when yeah yeah that that lead just kind of vanished right and 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 it really came down to that last turn that i was able to just complete the 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 three two three uh, prestige buildings on my last turn there and end the game uh before you you overtook me right yeah and i thought about it after and i was like i wonder if i should have not built the brickworks and focused on getting the the weapons the tier three resource fulfilling those and then i wonder if i would have had enough time to then do the brickworks you know which would have finished it off because doing it in the order that i did it really allowed you to complete the buildings and end the game whereas if i had not delivered that brick those buildings wouldn't have been completed yeah that's true yeah yeah because the, the brick is like a tier two and the weapons is like the tier three yeah uh, building right so if you had gone that way yeah for sure the 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 yeah yeah that would have been because i would have got those huge points from the weapons but at that point but, too like yeah, then i might have built the brick right so that's, I that was turn. the worry yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where it was because you really you're you're building these buildings in order like it just ends up happening that way because like you start with the, the tier ones obviously your your regular resource your raw materials and then the game really le- leads you to building those tier two and then building the tier three right because uh, you're you're Typically, you need the tier two to get to the tier three stuff. But if you don't go in the, that order either, like you can you can grab up a decent amount of points. And, and actually, we haven't even talked about this yet, too. Yeah, this, this point is system. The most fascinating point system. It. Yeah, 
it, it I've never seen it done. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like there must be some other games that do it, but like I've never found one and I don't know of any. Uh, but this, this, I absolutely love. It. And this is what, why I wanted to review this game. You know, talk about it here. Uh, so it's, it's like a, it's a trickle down points effect. So you start off with the raw material resources. Then you you head to the tier two buildings and you build those. And when you build this, if you're the one to build it, you get ownership of that resource, right? Now, that resource is going to give, because you built it, uh, and it's a, it's a uh, ad, they call them advanced resource buildings, because it's an advanced resource, it's going to pay out some victory points. Now, the way it picks up, pays out victory points is it gives victory points to the two primary resources, the two, sorry, first tier raw material resources uh, that that supplied it. So if you need stone and you need population to build the, the uh, brick factory, well, when that brick factory gets built, it earns two victory points. One victory point goes to the player that owns this, the stone and one goes to the player that owns the population, right? And and then, you know, they move their their players up, and then it gets it, it goes crazy more crazy, right? Then you get the the third tier buildings. Well, these third tier buildings are supplied by both a first tier tier building and a second tier building. So you might build one of these buildings, and it provides four points, maybe five points, right? Four points are going to go to the second tier resource. One point is going to go to the uh, first tier resource that it connected to directly. Uh, so that player, whoever owns that one, is going to go up, get one point right away. And the player that owns the second tier resource are then say they're going to get that four points. But of that four points, they now need to pay out points to the two primary resources that supply the second tier resource, right? So, you know, they the brick gets these four points and the the owner of the brick is like, "Yeah, I get four points." But oh no, I have to give one point to the person that owns the population and one point to the person that owns the sto stone. So I'm only actually getting two points and then paying out two more points, right? Yeah. So it's got this trickle down of these points then you get to the the uh, prestige buildings and it's even worse because the prestige buildings <laughs> are supplied by the 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 third tier the second tier and the first tier buildings so the points are just flying like yeah you've got nine points for delivering weapons to here but that nine points goes to the owner of the weapons building and our first game you alluded to this when you were when you said uh you would build a building and then all of a sudden i was getting all the points right yeah because i owned all the resources going into those those buildings and then it was like pumping me up so like you can if you're not building these secondary and having this ownership of those those and ownership is a key word here because you can buy access but that doesn't mean you own it Right. So right. you have to build your second tier um, buildings on your own and your third tier buildings on your own. Uh, if you want to get the majority of points when you're delivering to a prestige building. Right. It's fascinating. I love it.
it's so on point for thematic like yeah okay i okay i i built this fortress so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the glory or or whatever i'm gonna get the income for building this fortress say but oh but in order to do that you know I got to pay the guy that supplied me the weapons. I got to pay the guy that supplied me the bricks. I got to pay the guy that supplied me the lumber. Oh, okay. Well, the guy who built the weapons, well, he's got to pay his suppliers for, you know, for, for the leather and then for the metal. Oh, but the leather, you know, that, that leather, well, that takes, you know, livestock and it takes, I think lumber or something uh, to, to do that. So it, like it's so brilliant and so thematic. Now you want to be the one that owns all of those companies. You want to be the supplier that supplied yourself with the weapons or whatever, but the game's actually designed that you can't be the one that, that owns the raw, all of the raw materials. But if you play it right, you could potentially be the one that owns all the, the advanced resources. Right. Um, just fascinating and so confusing to uh, learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I've played this, there, there's a point, and maybe because it gets late, but there's a point where my brain just shuts off and forgets how it works. And then we're like, wait, how does this work again? And yeah. then last night we went, uh, and I'm looking and I'm reading the rules, and I'm like, I'm reading it and I'm not understanding it. And we we played half the game already we're doing it properly and then all of a sudden it was gone so we had to like pull up a video on it so this is but this is the weird thing right so uh it it was like okay for this i can't remember what it was but for this resource uh delivery you get seven points and then it's got a little parentheses plus two and we're like well what the what's the plus two mean you're like well it means two points will trickle down but but that's not what it means. No, and I'm yeah. still not clear on what the the number in the parentheses is. Like it feels like bad nomenclature to me. Yeah, I I I, I want to say, and and I and I think I still have this wrong, but I, I want to say like the 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 number is the amount of uh different paths that the points are going to pay out to so if that number is two then that resource is going to pay out to two other uh resources right or if that number is four then that resource is going to pay out to four other resources right and whether that's because it's paying out to a uh first tier and then uh and then a second tier and then that second tier is pay paying out to two other first years there's four extra groups in there or whatever i feel like that's how it's put but yeah like every time we've played this game to one point it gets there and i got it i know it i know how this works and and then it just disappears because we start asking (laughs) questions and then i get it in my head and then i'm like oh i don't understand and we we watch a we watch a video and then i'm pausing the video and going ah no i got it i got it we don't need it and i start doing it i'm like no 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 play again let's let's (laughs) let let him finish the sentence okay (laughs) Hey, but you're right. It probably doesn't help that it's 11 30, 12 yeah. at night, right? And we're yeah. just we're we, fried. We're fried. We ended up finishing this one at like one. And yeah. then, and then we, you said something so funny. Uh, so we, we finish. And then I'm like, 
you know what? I wonder what would happen if you... no, man, no, it's one o'clock. I got to go home to bed. <laughs> We're not backing out points to look at what's going to happen. So, so then I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, we, 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 we went up, you left. And then I came back down and I was like, okay, I'm going to back up these points now and say, what if we built this building first and then what would happen? Right. So uh, I'm so curious to see how would that, how would that occur if we built something in a different, different way? If you built that building right. instead of I did it, would it have made that big of a difference? And there was a decent, decent difference in how, now, again, I didn't know what you could have played. So I don't know if you had the, the, uh, so I, I, I played the gear, I, I, I don't know, machinery building is what I won the game with there. That's the, that's the second tier building I built that ended up finishing off the prestige buildings. Right. And I was curious that if you built the, the, the gear building, would that have won you the game if I didn't build it? Right. And I backed that all out and, and no, I still would have had slightly, you really needed to build the th- third tier building, which you were going to build anyways on your turn. Yeah. So yeah, had you had that turn, that's what you would have built and that would have made the most sense. Uh, but oh man, what what a neat thing this uh, this point system is. Super, gets super confusing when you're in it, but like, I'd, I'd love, and you're right, the thematics of it. Yeah, everybody has to pay their workers, you know, from the top down, they're all paying. And this is like a, this is like one of those ut- utopias where the workers are not getting, you know, crapped on uh, and, and everyone... <laughs> makes a decent wage along the way yeah the the upper tier stuff gets to take more but you know everybody is happy kind of thing right so but yeah which is nice though too because like you would complete a building and get you know okay this building gives five points and then i'm like oh man that's five points but then you're like yeah but you know, I, I, I keep three of them and you get two. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I own, own, own part of the resources. So well, that's great. At least, at least I got something out of it. Right. Uh, and, and it's not, uh, but if you're not careful, it could be like, okay, I get nine and you get one. Right. Of yeah, that nine. Yeah. So I got eight points. You got one kind of thing. Right. So it, yeah. it kind of matches the whole, I play a card on my turn, but you get an action too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it and, and it becomes such a it's such a well I feel like such a well balanced game because that you know when we were halfway point and I was offering you hey let's just let's scrap this kind of thing right I'm glad we continue to play because it, it, I feel like it it balances itself out like yeah. you, you know I I started to work towards trying to win and then I I let up being aggressive and then that's when you just hammered right back in and and jumped ahead right and it was like oh oh boy like what what has happened how tables have turned kind of thing right whereas to to the point where like certain turns i was like so flush with cash that i started to go like you take an action i was like well i was going to take that action and pay a little cheaper next turn but if you're doing it i get i get the action i can, I can afford <laughs> to pay a bit more and then at the end i was like Oh, if only I had one or two more dollars. Why did I, why did I just, you know, <laughs> throw it away because I had the, you know, oh, it's a chump change, an extra dollar, whatever. This won't hurt me. <laughs> but no, yeah. yeah, that's, that's great. And, and I love the aspect of, because it's got this card play and you got those recruiting actions, you're recruiting these advisors and, you know, a lot of like deck building games, when you have this, recruit kind of thing you recruit them to your discards 
Uh, but this comes straight to your hands. So like when you're taking that action, you're bringing another card to your hand. So you're essentially getting like another action for that turn. Uh, and that's like, I, I jumped ahead quickly at the start because I was collecting a bunch of these advisors. So I had all these actions to take on my turn. And then not only that, if I called the vote early, I had all these cards that I could change into influence and then just win the votes. And that's what I kept doing to you going. Plus, recruiting is how you got the lasting influence. Yes, because that's another aspect. Yeah, every time you recruit, you get a you know, lasting influence, sometimes points as well, right? So I'm grabbing these lasting influence, and then I'm discarding cards uh, to go into uh, uh, a uh, call the vote and getting a bunch of fleeting influence to outbid you. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just commanding the, the the board at that point, right? And then to the point, one turn, you know, I did this. I had all these cards. I got all this in, in influence. And then you had like two cards left in your hand. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what one of them is, but the other one is the call to vote. So I know as long as I keep some influence ahead of you, you're going to be forced to use that call to vote card in two turns and I'm going to be like, yeah, look, I, I planned ahead and now I, I, you, you couldn't compete with my influence. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and now I win this call to vote in rapid succession after just winning a few. Right. So yeah, that was, uh, it's just, just such a neat, how everything kind of blends in this game. I, I really, and, and it surprises me because this one, it, it's not talked about a lot, I find. And and even like rating wise on BGG, it doesn't have the the greatest rating, and I never hear people discuss this game, uh, or or be like, you know, this is Gloomhaven is clearly the the ultimate title for for Cephalofair Games and for Isaac, and then this one just yeah doesn't get any love, and I'm like, I don't know why it's got that yeah. that trickle down, just it's 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 super complex. Uh, so like, there's a lot to manage. There is. And another aspect, something else to manage, which the first game we got, the first time that you and I played together, we got it a little bit wrong. Yes. Uh, and we realized halfway through. Um, and but but this time around, I at first you're like, man, this is a pain. But it's actually brilliant design. So your resource buildings. So you got your, your 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 primary resource buildings are like one square. And then your advanced resource buildings are usually three squares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then your your tertiary resource buildings are are obviously bigger. Yes. Um yeah. and they're different shapes, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, for sure. So there's those and there's the houses. Um, and none of those can be adjacent to each other. You have to put a road in between them all. And there's only so much space on the board. And then plus those different uh, terrain types that, that you had mentioned at the beginning. Uh, the, the prestige buildings have to touch those certain terrain types when you build them. And... Uh, and the other place it comes into play is if you're building a resource um, building, it it can cost more to build it on different terrain types. 
versus you know the the entrance i think is the cheapest and then the the central terrain is more expensive right but it makes you really have to plan ahead as to where you're laying these tiles and then it also like when i'm coming up and i'm trying to connect into your city and you're trying to block me right like you the having the roads have to go in between all the different buildings it really i i don't know how to express what an intricate puzzle that is to figure out how am i going to fit everything that i want to fit how can and 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 then on top of that those prestige buildings like i mentioned actually can go beside other buildings the only ones that can and often the actions that you take with the prestige building will say like you'll get x resource per building that's adjacent to this building so then you want to slot those prestige buildings in and try and build as much around them as possible so like if you can you're trying to think way ahead how do i build this most efficiently but you're never going to build it like perfectly efficiently it it's just another aspect of the design that i just blows my mind and i i really appreciated it last night when we yeah. were playing yeah and 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 it's so neat yeah cuz you're connecting everything by by these roads and that's how you meet the resource requirements for these buildings right so and the roads don't travel through buildings. So you right. like literally have to have road connected to road or else like a building can cut a road in half and then you're just, that's it. You got to go around the building. Um, so I, it becomes fast because you're like, okay, perfect. I'm going to build it. Oh no. My, my intricate road system I have, I've left out a square here and I'm, I'm not actually attached to my livestock building here. Right. Yeah. So now I got to come up with a way of how do I take a turn to build a road and, and get that second secondary uh, resource on the board here. Right. I, or I can't till I build that road. And yeah. And there's, there's a few play things that, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Now we did get a few things I noticed wrong last night. Um, now, and, and I find this game, it's got some complexities that I, I never feel bad when you miss. And Gloomhaven's the same way. You, you know, the, the, we're playing these games to have fun. So we miss tiny little rules here and there. It's not a big deal. Um, so one of them is uh, the houses. So you can build these houses. You have to build them uh, on a forest uh, kind of location on the map, which is fine. We were doing that properly. You have to build it connected. That's cool. No problem. What we did wrong is you can actually only have one of these house buildings in each of the different sections of the board. So we built them all in our first starting areas of our of of the areas right, of our of the board. Right when you actually are supposed to spread them out throughout the entire map right which was interesting uh, it allowed us to get to the worker placement uh aspect of the game quicker than if we you know had to expand out first hmm. the other thing which is a bit of a bigger um thing that we did uh and, and took me i had to reread this like four times and then look up like somebody to explain that rule <laughs> is the primary resources you don't have to build those connected 
You can build them anywhere. The 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 raw materials you can build anywhere, which makes it super interesting because if I want to build over in your section of the map, I can do that with a with a primary. I could just boop and plop it in. And now I have a building there that I can start working off of, right? As well. So I can connect to stuff and and do it that way, which is very interesting. Um, and, and we didn't, I, I didn't, I uh, read over it a number of times and never picked up that you could do that. So those are the only, uh, I, I think those and the prestige buildings. No, 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 no. Those, uh, it doesn't matter. But like, yeah, that was one of the ones where you could place anywhere on the map, uh, without, um, and again, to add more complexity to it, I say anywhere on the map, but you're only allowed one of each type of resource in any section of the map as well, right? So like if you have a livestock in my end, I can only now build livestock in the middle or on the in the north end of the board, right? So you get some of those things where somebody rushes to the center and builds a brick thing. Wow, I can't build brick here now. Uh, you know, and that was part of my problem in this game is that I build all these prestige buildings, trying to keep them away from you on my side. And then I filled up my section. I was like, yeah, I can't build in here anymore. Like <laughs> I got to build a bridge to get into the middle section to start building. Uh, and I was able to do that. Uh, but then even then I like, I tried to build off to the side away from you. So you couldn't connect to my, my roads. Cause I thought, ah, ha, well, you know? But then you ended up going like a shorter route to get to the roads. And yeah. by me building off farther down, it cost me more turns to build back <laughs> up to the wall. And I was like, <laughs> man, bad decisions all around, you know, when I, when I, when I got, when I thought I was <laughs> top of the world kind of thing. Right. And yet when but, I was building that road, I was coming in and I, I was like, okay, well, if he's got like, he's got these buildings here, if I come in right here, he can't block me. Yeah, unless yeah. you somehow like yeah want a prestige building and then threw it right in the way but i i think it was an awkward it spot was. on the river yeah, to sure. fit a building in right so like that all became part of it yeah yeah um now so the, the other thing i want to just yeah touch on that that that's that's Founders of Gloom Maven. So it's it's a fairly complex game. There's a lot to think and I'm I think maybe this is why uh it doesn't get as much praise as I think it should. It's because it's it's pretty complex. Um component-wise, uh I so I look at everything in this in this uh in this game. You got you got the board that is uh, thick and 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 made well. The artwork on it, it it's very um actually I I I really like the 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 board is plain because it's just the different like uh, tile types, uh, but then you have like your little roads, and each of the roads you can flip on one side, and it's they're all like they lead to things, but like some of them have like greenery, and then you flip over and there's people. So I was going like, oh, I want a bunch of like here. This looks like a marching band going through the city, so I'll place it here. And I was doing that with the with the roads, but those are all these like uh, cardboard chits, which are done well. Uh, the buildings are all cardboard chits. All done well. Um, the the prestige buildings, all that stuff. Like it, it, from a component stand standpoint, that stuff is great. Your your voting tokens again. These these chits. The the money is the cardboard chits. The the influence are these like uh, plastic gems, 
which are which are great. They're they're fine. They work well. Uh, any of your uh, to mark your ownership uh, of uh, resources on the board and on this like sidetrack. Those are all wooden. Uh, yeah, and then they give you like these little like wooden house things to put on the prestige building when you've kind of fully uh, met its needs. You can place it on just to show on the board, hey, this one's done over here, that one's done, this one's done, whatever, right? But I think from a component standpoint, and then the cards, card stock, cards that that's thick, I, I, I have uh, zero complaints on this. Like, I can't even think of, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I can't think of one thing that I, I don't like about this game. Two things. Yes, yeah. One is that, I mentioned before the the number in the parentheses mm. that I confusing. I feel like it adds confusion and I feel like it's unnecessary when you know how the trickle down thing works. It's completely unnecessary to have that number there. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, and the other thing was, I guess it's only a two player game that you get a third resource ownership yes. at the beginning of the game. Yeah. But like, there's no spot. There's places on the player board for the other resources. There's no place for that one. And that just seems like an oversight to me. Like, yeah, okay. It's only in this one situation where you're going to need it. But most other games like account for that, you know? So that, that super minor complaint, right? <laughs> yeah. I never super even thought minor, about it, but you're, but, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's it, really. The, the, those plastic influence pieces, they they fly well when you chuck them across the room. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the only other thing, too, is that we did run out of uh, the wooden chits. Yes. When we yeah. were, uh, so, but again, we had so much stuff on the board at that point that I, I'm pretty sure the game usually ends before we get to that point. Uh, we just happen to be like building everything, and 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 <laughs> I slowed out the game when I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna build the all these prestige buildings just so you can't." Right? Uh, I, I think <laughs> our first game, I don't think we ran out because I think we 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 definitely went a little faster with actually providing the buildings that were on the board rather than just yeah. building more prestige buildings. So, but yeah, no, I I, I give it a a uh, you know thumbs up for the for from a production uh standpoint as well and it all fits into that that box nicely too so Beauty. no complaints there nice yeah. well i think yeah i think we, we both enjoy it um very complex very thinky game but uh but yeah a, a plus top marks it, it, it might be that you know it's standing beside you know another giant yes um but with, but i've never played that I've never played Gloomhaven, so yes. I've played this one. I like it. Me too. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and review to help appease the almighty algorithm. If you'd like to support our show, you can buy us a coffee. Links in the episode description. Or just tell your friends about us and spread the good word. Tune in again next week for more unscripted banter and deep dives into our favorite games. Until then, gentle listeners, good gaming and good night.